the Chicago Bulls lose what could potentially be another big hit to their playing hopes. When they lost that game to the Indiana Pacers last night, we're going to talk about what went into that loss. We're going to dive into the mailbag, give an update on Javante Green and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. Right off the top, you can follow me at CEO Hayes if you choose to do so. And the Bulls suffered yet another loss to the Indiana Pacers, now losing the tiebreaker to yet another team. And that team goes ahead of the Bulls um, in the race for the plan. Now, as I said coming into this game, if the Bulls did not win this game against the Pacers, while it's not statistically correct, I ha- my, my hopes for them making a play-in tournament it, it goes lower and lower. And so despite a big night for Zach Levine in this game, uh, the three-point shooting, lack of rebounding hurt the Bulls yet again. That's just what goes into when you don't shoot the three-pointer and other teams shoot three-pointers at a high rate. It's going to be hard to stay in any game. I've been saying that. But then when you give the other teams that many more extra possessions, um, uh, the Indiana Pacers had 13 offensive rebounds and outscored the Bulls on second-chance points 20-8. to eight. And they also scored 24 points off the Bulls, 15 turnovers. That's a tough game for anyone to win. When you do those type of things, and we've been saying this for a while, the Chicago Bulls team literally just keeps shooting themselves in the foot. Now, some of that is roster construction, right? It's not just the players. I will say this, that in this game, I will say that the Chicago Bulls still did show heart. And I am, we said it earlier in the season, or I said it, as long as you show heart, it makes the losses not easier, but if if you lose and you're competitive, it, it says more than if you lose and you get down on yourself, you can tell that you're completely out of the game. The Bulls did play with heart down the stretch of this game. Uh, they even shot the ball much better in the second half than what they did the first half, ending the game shooting on 60%. They shot the ball 60% overall from the field and 45% from three-point range, making 10 out of 22 uh, uh, three-pointers. And it's just, so that you can't point to. Now the assists, they had 18 assists and 14 turnovers. That's tough. Like that's we, we need a way bigger discrepancy between those two numbers for it to be an efficient offensive night as far as passing the ball. But this team just continues to just falter in clutch moments. And, you know, with that said, last season, the Bulls were 26, 25 and 16 um, in clutch games. They were tied for third most clutch victories in the season. The Chicago Bulls this season are 11 and 22 in clutch games, and they're tied for the third fewest out. Uh, they're tied with the Pistons. Uh, Houston Rockets, they're tied with the Pistons, and then the Houston Rockets and San Antonio Spurs are above them. Those are all bottom feeder teams. That is not what the Bulls were supposed to be this season. As I've been saying, the Chicago Bulls failed at any marginal goal they had this season, and it needs to come with AK waking up and realizing we need changes to this roster. We're going to continue to lose games like this just by the construction of the roster. Yes, Billy Donovan did not play Andre Drummond down the stretch of the game. He only played six minutes in the game. He went back to using Derrick Jones Jr. as the backup center. Patrick Williams did score 14 points off the bench, 5 of 16, so we got some help from him. And Kobe White with seven points off the bench. The Sumo chipped in five as well. So, you know, I would say that's a that's an okay night for, for a bench unit, right? Uh, Zach with his 42 points on uh, 13 of 23 shooting, 11 of 13 from the free throw line. We need him to hit free, free throws a little bit better, and especially in the clutch. Four assists, four rebounds. He had three turnovers in that game. And, you know, we're, we've been seeing Zach Levine play so much better since the, um, the All-Star break. 
And shout out to him having a point guard that helps him, that also is the decision-making vocal, all those things that we've talked about. It helps Zach Levine be a much more efficient player. But when it's when we're looking at this team and the limitations of this team, it's still the same things. The lack of offensive rebounding, which we knew we needed in the offseason. The, the rim protection, that's something we had three total blocks in this game. But again, you can always use more, uh, more solid rim, protected, rim protectors. We need shooting. These are things that we cannot walk out of the offseason without addressing in a meaningful way. It just, it, we can't, we can't go through another offseason without dress, addressing the glaring holes. You can't sell us on continuity again, AK. We need improvements from this team. Yes, the players need to improve as well. We've had players this season that have had disappointing seasons based on the expectations coming into the season for them. Don't take away from that either. But coaching leaves much to be desired. The players leave much to be desired. And I've been saying no matter what the outcome of this season is, I don't care if the Bulls win all 17 of their next game, it does not change the amount of, of things and work that needs to be done for this roster so that we don't suffer another season like this. It, 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 that's just what it is. And this season, the Bulls have gotten that full and complete wake-up call over, you ain't it. You not it. You that Don't let that little period of you being number one in the Eastern Conference last season, it didn't mean crap. From, from the point of the All-Star break last year to this year, it's been, it's been more down than up for the Chicago Bulls team. And they now sit 12th with their hopes for a play-in getting harder and harder as everything goes by. Right now, the Chicago Bulls have a 34.8% uh, chance uh, to earn a top four pick in the draft. Right. That is higher than their percentage of making it into the playoffs. So it's, it's left this to be desired. Like, what is the best outcome for this season for the Chicago Bulls? And I'll say this. If we can get lucky and, and, and Portland doesn't look like they're getting into the damn uh, playoffs either, we can hold on to our own first round pick. Now, that does not mean tank this. I think this Bulls team just playing out the natural conclusion of how they've been playing the season. We ain't got to worry about it. We're not making the plan. And so, you know, can that help save this Bulls uh, season? Does this help the, the crap that we just went through for the season? I will say no. No matter what, even if we do wind up with the, with a top four pick, even, well, if it's the number one overall pick, all right, maybe, maybe. But the, the disappointment around this season, the disappointment from the moves that front that ownership allowed the front office to make, the lack of wanting to spend money by the, by the ownership as well, it leaves much to be desired. And this season may have Nikola Vucevic, who has had a resurgence season, Nikola Vucevic, who is still a top 10 center, despite him being the easy target for some Bulls fans to throw their discontent towards. Has this season now cost you even a chance to re-sign him if there ever was one, right? Those are the questions that surround this team going into this. Everybody's working, worried about the plan or not. I, ain't think, I don't think the plan is in the Bulls' future. If it is, you know we'll be right here celebrating it. We'll be right here talking about it. But the way that this team is playing right now, it leaves those playing hopes at a, at a nil, right? I want to see this team come out. I want to see this team compete. I don't want to see this team try to lose games so that it can make it seem for like some fans that we're doing something and trying to keep that pick. I want to see this team compete for the remainder of the season. Whatever comes out of that, out of, out of that competing, it is what it is at that point. But this Bulls team needs to still compete on the back half of the season and show something, man. Show something. The schedule does not get easier for the Chicago Bulls coming up. It does get a little bit lighter, so we do have a little bit more space between games. For example, this week, we only uh, play Wednesday and Saturday, and we have the Denver uh, Nuggets and the Houston Rockets, both teams that we've lost our previous matchup to. Then we have the Sacramento Kings, Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Miami Heat. Then two games against Philly. Then we got Portland. Then we got LA, the Lakers, and then we got the Clippers. Then we got the Lakers again. That takes us until the end of March. It does not get easier for the Bulls the rest of this month. And so uh, it's not about this month with this end of this month. We'll know where they are and all of that. We know where this Bulls team is going to be. 
They're going to be a team that, if lucky, barely scratches into a play-in. But they're a team that the hopes, the aspirations, they missed all of that this season. Let me know what you guys feel about everything down below on that one. Let's get into the next topic for today, Javante Green. So it seems like Javante Green is not doing anything other than straight ahead running right now. He's still uh, suffering some serious pain when he tries to move laterally. So what does that mean for his return? Javante Green probably isn't coming back this season. And maybe that's me being a little jaded by the Lonzo Ball situation and how that all played out. But I really don't have faith. You gave a four to six week reevaluation time period. We're now past 12 weeks over double that. There's still been no clear reevaluation on when he's going to be able to return. Considering there's five weeks left in the NBA season, the hopes for a Javante Green return this season d- does not look good. And what does that mean for his offseason? Javante Green is very much a player that I have thought that the Bulls were not going to be able to retain. I, I definitely thought that looking at how good he was playing, what he, the motor that he showed, that there were going to be some teams that are interested in giving a big portion of their mid-level exception to have Javante Green coming off the bench. But maybe that has changed now with this injury. I'm not saying that it has for sure, but if this does allow them to maybe lock him up on, on lesser money, again, because I still think there are going to be three to four major Chicago Bulls players that are in the rotation this season, not just ones on the back end of the bench not getting minutes, that are, on, that are in the rotation this, this year that aren't coming back after next summer. And so does this situation help them maybe re-sign Javante Green? I still think, considering 29 years old, his first time in unrestricted free agency, maybe his last. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's time and unrestricted free agency. I do think that he's going to take whatever the highest level money deal is. That's my opinion. Maybe he takes less to stay in Chicago, stay in the organization that gave him a big chance, a big role, believed in him, things like that. But I guess we'll remain to be seen. You know, when it comes to the money type of things, I when you're that, the money kind of usually wins out. But let's see if it goes the opposite way, maybe goes in the Bulls' favor. If even the roster construction still leaves a spot for Javante to play, I still remain that if Javante's able to play more 2-3, then three, four, mainly four. I think we'd see a def- more of a def- even more of a defensive beast from Javante Green. So 
Let's hope. Let's see what that means for his uh, for his offseason and where that ends up shaking out with him and the Chicago Bulls working out. Maybe a contract extension. All right, let's get into the uh, last things for today. We do have voicemails for today. All right, so uh, first voicemail up. This one is from Auntie. Uh, she checks in. Go ahead, Auntie. Hey, hey, this is your Auntie Goon. Um, um, I got a question about this John Moran. Everything about John Moran all over ESPN, all over the news. I don't understand him. Why is you hanging out with these type of people? Why are you trying to be something you're not? You're not even about that motherfucking lifestyle. Yeah. You, you, you work over 200 and million, 200 some million fucking dollars, bro. You gonna put your family in jeopardy, your career in jeopardy, your daughter in jeopardy for some niggas that you wanna hang out and try to do some shit that you not. And then you're going to get yourself hurt. You wanna play with guns and pull guns out on 17 year olds. You know, motherfuckers from the hood for real, y'all. Motherfuckers will fuck you up. They'll fuck you up, your family up, all that shit, bro. Bro, let me tell you something. I fucked up my career. I was playing basketball. I was playing overseas. I was in college playing. I, I played basketball, bro. I decided to have two kids. Me right after having my kids, stay going back to school and playing ball. Guess what I did? I went to the block and sold dope and sold coke. After that, what happened after that? You get robbed. You go to the fucking feds. I'm on parole right now, Josh. Right now, as we talk, motherfucker, I wish I could be you. I wish I was in your position, motherfucker. I got to deal with these parole people. You you ain't got to deal with the shit we, we out here really dealing with. The people that are selling drugs want to be like the NBA stars. And the NBA stars want to be like the drugs. And come on, bro. Y'all got to get y'all shit together, bro. I got one more year for this parole shit, bro. Like, this shit ain't cool. It's not. I got gun cases. I got drug cases. I got motherfucking home invasion, robbery. Come on, bro. That shit, look. My background fucked up, y'all. Let me tell you something. A hard for a motherfucker to get a real, real job. For real, for real, bro. Get your shit together, bro. Stop doing all that shenanigan ass bullshit. Stop trying to be something you ain't, y'all. You not about that life, bro. You not about that life, y'all. Somebody will run in your shit and jelly your shit, bro. They will definitely jelly you and your family shit. You trying to hang out with these thugs. These thugs, these thugs will get you fucked up. They don't go somewhere and hide because they can do that shit. You are NBA star. Everybody know who the fuck John Moran is. Come on, bro. Y'all, you got you got to make better choices in this day. I'm sorry. You make better choices, y'all. You gonna put your family in danger. You gotta stop all this bullshit. You an NBA player, right? That's why y'all can't. That's why Memphis can't win shit. You too worried about game bang, going to the mall and getting to the security one, pull guns out on seventeen year old. Then you wanna go on your Instagram page to play with guns. Then when the NBA see, oh, I'm sorry. Bitch, you ain't sorry, because you were sorry you went and never did it. The fuck is you mean? Don't apologize. The fuck is you talking about? How the fuck is you sorry you don't get this shit, then go to social media and want to play with guns? Come on, John, get your shit together, bro. That shit ain't cool, John. John, I wish... I and John Morant, oh, we did have a whole video. We did a live stream uh, talking about the John Morant situation, what's going on with him, his career being in jeopardy, things like that. And just overall, why... Uh, did I say Javon? Why John Morant needs... A complete and utter wake-up call. He needs a wake-up call. And that wake-up call may come via a, a, a lengthy a suspension from either the team or the NBA. It may come, uh, unfortunately, from him being caught in the situation that he doesn't need to be in. But John Moran is starting, his name is starting to be in too many conversations that have nothing to do with the game of basketball. And when that starts happening at a high rate and high level, you start seeing things change, right? You start seeing maybe some of those marketing uh, deals go away. The, the, the NBA definitely not marketing you as much. John Morant needs a wake-up call in a major way. And John Morant is trying to live a life that he has not lived and he does not need to ever live because he's a millionaire 
playing basketball and focus on that, right? And he's young and, you know, hopefully as maturity comes and as he's, you know, around more people, maybe a veteran gets in his ear, he's going to need it because I don't see this ending well for John Morant if he keeps down this path. Hopefully he can make those corrections. All right, let's get into this last voicemail for today. This one's from the 630. Hey, what's good, Hayes? Uh, quick, just want to run something by you. These are my thoughts. Um, I see two things that's going on that's wrong with the Bulls that's been problematic pretty much all season. Number one, it's just been the inconsistencies of the coaching schemes of Billy Donovan. Um, and also, I feel like, we need to we need to like decide on the direction to go because I feel like with Demar I like Demar on the team, but in the end like his ISO ball is not getting us anywhere, and basically us doing those things have been hindering like the growth of our young players like Io and Patrick Williams, and I think that it's just I don't know man I I just look at our team and it's just like we struggling because it's really those two things so. If they, if we know the Bulls not gonna get rid of Billy Donovan no time soon because they're getting that contract extension and they and they done been paying coaches like Boylan and uh whoever the other coach was for the past couple of years, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're not gonna really get anywhere until we get rid of our coach, but I think they're just gonna stay with the coach for the time being. But I would rather us trade Demar because he productive even though he older because he don't fit our timeline. He like about to be thirty four. It don't, it don't, and it don't make sense to me that we got Bulls fans saying, oh, let's trade Vooch or um, P. Will and, and build around DeMar. DeMar's too old. Oh, well, he's getting older. That, that don't make no sense. But me personally, I still feel like we should, like, I would rather, I mean, at this point, I don't know if we're going to make the playoffs, but, I mean, I hope we do. But I feel like with the Bulls, I would rather us, like, give it, like, go with the direction of our young players. I would rather, like, us, Go with like Patrick Williams and Io, and us be losing games and them turning the stars, than us like trying to push to the playoffs and we just gonna get the same result of like being mediocre. But I don't know. Tell me your thoughts, Hayes. Man, listen, you preach it to the choir, bro. Like Billy Donovan, uh, you, you, the lack of coaching schemes, lack of adjustments, um, er everything going on with 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 Billy Donovan. Here's my thing with Billy, um. I've said this, said it on Locked on Bulls, said it over here. Like, the Bulls, in the way they're going to have to build this roster and reconstruct this roster um, over the summer, the front office is going to have to put Billy Donovan in a position where he's going to have to play some size. By that, that means eliminating the heavy guard rotation that we have now. I do think they're going to have to do that to force Billy Donovan to play a different uh, style in a different way. That's what I think. I also think we're going to need more high IQ basketball players to help execute some things, manage some things, because we do have a miss of IQ at times on this court. I think Nikola Vucevic, Pat Bev, Lonzo Ball, when healthy, is the are the best basketball IQ players that we have on this team. So, you know, we'll see. I do think that, you know, if they build and add some more size into the roster, add some more uh, high IQ basketball players on top of shooters, then we can start seeing, you know, it forced Billy Donovan to play a little bit differently. Now, as far as DeMar DeRozan, I completely agree with you. When you look to as far as we are away from contending, you go with you. Yeah, that's just what you do. You don't build around a player that doesn't fit a realistic timeline of when you're going to be able to compete by. It's just not realistic for him and where the Chicago Bulls currently are. So, you know, does that mean the trade comes? Does that mean that maybe the roster changes in a way that it eliminates some of DeMar's issues as well? Could be. You could go technically either route, but I do think that it's getting to a point that they're going to have to make a considerable move. And DeMar DeRozan is probably one of the best chips that you can have out there 
if you decide to make him available and see what you can get back. So I definitely agree with you on there. Very great voicemail. Well thought out. Thank you for sending that in. Um, but that is it for us for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.